Hello, and welcome to Leading Ladies of Montana Real Estate, a show about buying and selling homes in Montana and the power realtors and power lenders that make that happen. We are your hosts, Colleen Wood. And I'm Alicia Retz. Each week, we will discuss the housing market, how to navigate it, and what questions you need to be asking yourself along the way. But that's not all. We will also dive into how to navigate the ins and outs of being leaders in business and how to build a robust and dynamic team within that business and navigating the world as a career-driven professional, all while raising a family. Join us as we share our highs and lows in real estate, business ownership, and motherhood. Hey, Alicia. Hello. How are you? I'm excited. We are going to talk about a topic I'm super passionate about. Okay. Being a mom. And guilt. And guilt. Being a boss. Being a shitty mom. Being a mom boss. Oh, being a terrible mom. (laughs) Messing up all the time. (laughs) Crushing the mom game. Uh, All of it. I'll tell you a funny story. It literally happened this morning. My son and I were in the line to get coffee. And I already am like kind of feeling halfway, like on and off. Because, you know, we're in the process right now where like some people are masking. Other people aren't masking. We're not masking, but we're standing in line at a coffee shop that's very much a very liberal coffee shop. And the majority of the people are wearing masks and, you know, they have the plexiglass, you know, you got to interpret it your own way. I'm back out showing my face and smiling at people. And, you know, that's how I feel. But so I already feel like people are looking at me as I'm making my way through this line. I already feel the eyeballs in the back of my head like I'm a shit mom or something because I'm not wearing a mask and my kid's not. But as I'm getting to the line, like my kid is just like not paying attention. I'm trying to walk and he literally like steps in front of me and I'm like, oh, get out of my way. (laughs) And then I turn around after I get my little banana thing or whatever. I turn around and I literally step my foot out and he steps on my foot and I'm like, oh, like (laughs) get the hell out of my way. And there's all these people that are looking at me. I'm like, I am the worst mom ever. Like I can't even go to the coffee shop and get my coffee. You're not that Instagram social media mom. I don't have it perfect in real life yeah you know my son didn't walk up he did my order for me pay for it you know and we blow you a kiss on the way blow me a kiss with our special little everything life happens this morning that's being a mom it can be so hard it's the most rewarding thing i've ever done in my life but it's also the hardest thing i've ever done in my life so hard my oldest daughter never ever 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 stops talking ever (laughs) imagine that (laughs) ever good like just never ever stops talking yeah don't know where she got it from can't imagine (laughs) but it's like i just want to wring her little neck and she's saying the cutest sweetest little things but right stop talking Right. And then you feel so mean because like you're in public and you're like, I literally cannot listen to your voice one more second. And you're scared to death. Somebody's going to hear you and think you're such a bitch. Exactly. You're so mean to your kid. You're squelching her ability to speak out, you know, and then we just feel like instant judgment. We're looking around like, is anybody seeing me? Because I should just be like praising her for this beautiful flower of a woman she's growing into. She's expressing opinions, which she is. Right. But she's freaking talking a lot. Yeah. And she needs to shut up. (laughs) Shut up a little bit. And like, I know this moment in time is precious and fleeting and all these things, but yeah, being a mom. And then I think part of it too, is working so much and working, really throwing your heart and soul into every single transaction. Right. And then you have to come home and do the same thing at home and just give more of yourself. Right. It's a, it's a lot. And my girls are actually really easy, good girls. They truly are. We don't, we're very lucky and they're little and Mm -hmm. four and seven is actually the coolest age. Yeah. I love this age so much. And we don't have any issues as far as like behavioral issues or neurological issues. We're really, really lucky. But oh man, I would love to put them in a cage for like a week. I get that. (laughs) I get that. And I feel like too, as, as managers of people, overseers of people, we're not just managing emotions at home. We're literally managing people's emotions at work. 
I mean, just literally today, you know, I had to, I mean, our team has grown a lot. And when it was smaller, we were pretty, you know, lackadaisical about paid time off and, you know, taking a minute or just doing a long lunch or just tapping out on Friday. We've gotten to the point where we can't do that anymore. Right. And we do have a policy and, you know, we kind of had some things happen in the last couple of days and we had a couple of people that didn't feel great, you know, so we had to put in a policy and, And we had a couple other things to touch on today, too, in our meeting. There's a little bit of excessive cell phone usage and just some things that needed to be touched on. Being a boss. And I'm like literally doing the meeting this morning. And I feel like their mom. No, I feel like garbage having to bring this stuff up. And I'm just saying in the meeting, like, guys, I don't want to have to put in a policy. I feel like shit having to put in a policy. Would you please just put some common sense into how you're coming and going? You know, if you were just out last Friday, probably don't ask for this Friday too. You know, <laughs> just some stuff. Friday that you get sick. I know. And now somebody on our team, you know, she very much feels like maybe she was picked on, even though she was never called out at all. But she very much feels picked on. And there's very much like a sad little emotion person, you know, that feels a little squashed. But I can't, as her boss, you know, undo the fact that it needed to be addressed. Right. So I, but I'm carrying that and I don't want anybody to feel crappy ever, but as bosses and as managers, like we have to be fair and we have to put in policies and we have to run this damn thing as a business. I'm not here to be your best friend. I love bullshitting with you. I love hanging out. I love hearing your stories. I think you're phenomenal. But when I have to put in a policy, I have to put in a policy. Right. And it's same, similar being a mother as well. Exactly. Like we're not supposed to be their best friends. I love being their good friends. I love playing with them and hearing all their little stories sometimes and who my (laughs) seven-year-old has a crush on. I love being their friend too, but that's not our job. Our job is not to be their friend. Our friend, our job is to be their mom. And your job with a team is to be their boss. To be their boss. And it's not always fun. No, it's not always fun. And we don't like, you know, cracking the whip and having to be the boss or be the mom or, you know, crushing their little souls or telling them no. Like, I hate telling my son no. I mean, he just looks so sad. I just want him to, to get to run and run and buck and do all the things that he wants to do. And, you know, but we have to be their moms first. Right. So here's a question. I actually kind of hate this question because I've never once ever heard a man get asked this question, but I'm going to go ahead and throw it out to you. Okay. Okay. Juggling the mom work mm-hmm. game. What are some of your, how do you handle that? Um, I, also, can we talk about men don't get asked that question ever? How do they juggle being a dad <laughs> and a career guy? It doesn't happen. That doesn't ever get asked to guys. And and I just, I love men. I love men. I, I just, so I, I mean, we just. All parts of them. Uh, well, yeah, like I love men. And my husband reminds me often, you guys need to remember to talk about men too and, and acknowledge that men struggle with this stuff too, because they absolutely do. But the only perspective I have is from being a female and from being a wife and mother. And that's what I can talk about. But definitely acknowledging the guys out there that struggle with this stuff too. There's there's some definitely But they don't get asked that there. question though. No. Not, like maybe every I'm now trying and to be then. fair, Alicia. I know, good job. You're listening to your husband and <laughs> taking in his concerns. His, yeah. He wants to be heard. Mm-hmm. But they don't get asked that question. They just get to go to work and get to pick up the kids. And I know my husband struggles with guilt of not being able to do everything because no one's capable of doing everything. But it's still not the same type of guilt that you have as being a mom. Oh, girl, I went to a realtor panel recently at the country club and it was like a top producer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Realtor panel. And one of the gentlemen on the panel literally said, and my jaw hit the floor. He literally says he maybe gets an hour with his kids a day. (gasps) And I'm like, how, how are you, how is that even, how is that even possible? (laughs) How are you okay with that? How is your wife okay with that? How is this even possible? Like, like it just keeps circling. And I'm like, 
I understand it's important to be, you know, a business person and to run a business. But if that was the regular for me, I would lose my mind. And if, but as a woman, if you went up on the panel and you're like, hey, I spend <gasps> one hour a day with my kids, how many people would be judging you? Oh my gosh. And I think you're a every, shit mom. They would be judging me forever. It would forever. be a story that would be circling around the entire rest of Bozeman. And that's right. what it would follow me till I And there, there's a killer top producing female agent in our market. She's had a baby. She just had a baby. She's killing it. She's throwing up big numbers. She's doing phenomenal. Phenomenal other things too with businesses and she's I'm currently amazing. ahead of her, but yeah. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, so kidding, I mean, but. you know, but she's she's, she's got a, a very powerhouse. Power she's, she's got a little bitty baby, and everybody's asking questions and judging how she's managing all of that. And I'm like, she's freaking killing it. She's doing business. She's got it figured out her childcare so she can be in balance with her family and her life. And she's got some help, which is what we promote yeah. as business women to get some freaking help. Acquaintances, we're not close, but she yeah. seems to be. She's crushing. a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. She's fan- I'm, honestly, she's really has that thing. She's got yeah. something special, but but it two seems very like- polar opposites. Oh, we're so different. Well, but I mean, I mean, between the gentleman and oh, yes. and the woman on the panel to be very polar opposites of having children, and one is okay with one hour, and the other. One, is getting nonstop questions getting non-stop about questions how are you doing about it? How are you being oh. a mom? And oh, she has help. Yeah, you know that shit that people are doing. It's just completely unacceptable. Completely unacceptable. She's freaking killing it, and she's managing uh, how to be a business leader and how to be a phenomenal realtor, a wife, and a mother. And she's not spending an hour a day with her kids. No, I'll she's tell you not. that. She's spending a lot more she's time with her kids. Crushing the mom game too. She is. She truly is. She's like she found takes her, her weekends element. off. Yeah, and I think they're yeah. out of state right or out of country with they the are. baby. They are. Um, so I kind of want to segue a little bit into social media. Yeah. So I posted a picture of my husband painting my girl's toenails. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and it was really <laughs> cute. Exactly. And we had hundreds of likes, all the comments, but also again, like it looks like we have this perfect life. Just something simple. You like do that. have a perfect life. Oh. We have a pretty good life. You have I a perfectly have. messy and, exactly. and not social media designed life. It is no, perfect. I will, I have a thing I want to do and it obviously never happened. But every 32 hours, no matter what you're doing, you have to take a picture of what you're actually doing in your life. <laughs> and then people would know what you're really feeling. I don't think people need to be disingenuous on social media. I really right. don't. I think when they're happy, they want to share it. And they want to share the happiness. And they, they want to put share. a shit picture of themselves exactly. on, on, right. on, on social. And I don't. They're not trying to make a fake life, or at least that's the way I'd like to look right. at it. But, you know, those mornings when you don't want to get out of bed, you're not going to take a picture of yourself. No, or you're not going to take a picture of your house when you have laundry and crap all over the floor. You know, if you've got, you know, dishes in the sink, you're probably not going to take a picture of your kitchen sink and post it on social. Exactly. And so, no, it's not intentional. But as women, I think we look at those social media posts and we see, you know, whoever's perfect, perfect, a perfect kitchen and it's all clean. And you look at yours and you're like, oh, I've got three days worth of dishes lining up down the counter. So even though it's not intentional, those pictures of only posting when you're happy and only when things right. are good, we suddenly look out like, oh, everyone's on vacation right now. Every right. single person I know is in Mexico. Oh, every single person I know has been married for 35 years and they have all the <laughs> Clearly. perfect things. Yeah. 35 you know, years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got married when they were two. Yep, exactly. But for like, it really does make being a mom, being a spouse and business owner, it makes it hard. It makes it feel, right. and I feel bad about that sometimes too, just because I'm totally guilty of it. I post when I'm on vacation and every deal I close and that's all other people are going to see. And they often do come up to me and tell me, oh, you seem so perfect. No, that's airbrushing. No, it's airbrushing. (laughs) And I just didn't take a picture on the, on the deal I lost. I never post like terrible inspections or I just lost a deal this morning. Didn't post about it. Yeah. 
You didn't take a picture of your makeup sliding down your neck, it's, down your face and, and you know, exactly. how upset you were about it or whatever it is. We just don't do that. So no, it's not intentional, but you shouldn't go to social media to try to get inspiration about what your life should look like. Right. That's not where you go. You should go follow around another female and watch, you know, how, what of a train wreck that their life is. You literally can spend a day with, with another woman and just follow her around. Yes. And you'll see that her kids are, you know, have spit up all over there. I swear to God, every single time that we would leave to go anywhere, if I didn't bring a change of clothes for my baby, who was a baby at the time, he literally would pee or poop through whatever clothes (laughs) and I would have nothing to put on him, like without fail. I'm like, here, I'm this mom that's got the freaking, you know. he was a baby in the summer, can just be the naked baby running around. (laughs) Well, in the grocery store and you have a baby blowout. Yeah, it's amazing. I know people don't see the true side of things. I'm currently pitting out and not feeling that great, but you know, you don't get to see that. No, you don't. So, you know, it's super hard to be a boss and have to give coaching or (laughs) coaching or criticism, you know, of your employees or, you know, your kids are still pretty young, but I've, you know, I've had to have some pretty good heart to heart conversations with my son. It's like, we're going to talk about all the things you've been messing up. Right. I hate having those conversations and my stomach is in just as many knots, I think, as, as my employee that I'm having a conversation with, which I hate, I hate doing it. I hate making people cry. I I can't even look at them sometimes because I'm like, if you're going to cry, then I'm going to cry. We're all going to cry. Oh, I can't do that. Yeah, yeah. And like, you can't do that. But it's it's just like, these are the roles that we have to be in. They're hard. It's They're hard, hard both sides. And then you got to go home and do the same thing with your kid. Right. Holy Speaking cow. of hard, what was your, after you had your baby, did you go back to work immediately? Were you able to take some time off? What was kind of your process there? <laughs> well, I had the, the funny year. Uh, my son was born in September of 2008 and we all got laid off. <gasps> So oh. 2009 was the panic when everybody, nobody had a job. Um, so actually I had him in September. I took two months off for maternity leave, went back to work for a month. The company I worked for literally had a humongous Christmas party and then turned the year and laid everybody off. Oh my like, gosh. I think you probably could have saved the money on the Christmas party and pay somebody's wages a little longer. Yeah, you could have done like- That would have been how I would have done it, but I'm not <laughs> not there. So we got laid off in January. My husband had just gotten laid so off as well. So baby in September, laid off. Yeah. In January. Okay. Laid off in January. It took me seven months to get a job. So that's so awful. Like if you could have just had a magic ball, like, hey, you will get a job in seven months. Yeah. Take this time and enjoy. But I bet it was panic. No, it was no, there was, n- it was absolutely no, like, you know, moomy <laughs> kind yeah. of like this lovely maternity leave that people do. And they'd send all these, make all these beautiful pictures of their babies. And they have all these, you know, photograph, like photography shots or beautiful studio sessions with their, with their baby. Oh no, we had, we had nothing. So I actually have a picture of my kid that was like the baby announcement that I set up at my own lighting and stuff on the couch and like kind of propped him up and took my own professional photography picture and did that because we didn't have any money. So when it talks about going back to work after being home with a baby, I was desperate to go back to work. I got hired by Ace Hardware to mix paint for $10 an hour. Oh and I, I literally sat in the office when they offered me the job and I bawled my eyes out. I was so grateful for any work of any kind. I know a lot of people went through that in that time. It was just such a super difficult time. And I don't know why, but there was like a, a rash of babies right at that time. A whole bunch of people had babies. It was just kind of crazy. That happens very commonly in history. We have just like rashes of babies yep. at certain times, but a bunch of babies had been born. Everybody was unemployed. So yeah, I started mixing paint. And so going back to work, I didn't have that beautiful little maternity oh. leave with all the swanky mom walking and all that so stuff. So you got your, so <laughs> you worked at Ace and then how quickly did you get back into like your career and what you were? It took me a while. How long? I'm thinking like 
it's been a it's been a while it's like a year wow. a year because then I went and did I worked for a crazy lady in like a boutique kind of thing operations manager kind of thing in a boutique online boutique thing and you know so I was grateful for that job super grateful put me back in the employment industry and that stuff. But then it took me a little bit to get back into mortgage. But then once I did finally get back there, I think that's where I went back from after the boutique place. I'm trying to remember. But then I finally got back into into mortgage and I was so grateful. I'm like, I'm so sorry I ever left. Yeah. So with when you had those other jobs, was it better being a mom or were you struggling with the whole mom? Oh, I hated it. Yeah. I yeah. hated being a mom at that time. Yeah. I felt you didn't you didn't have you. You weren't you. Uh, yeah. I was just literally existing as a robot to serve everybody else. And I worked my ass off and then I had a young baby and my husband was having to work his ass off too because we had nothing at that time. Nobody did. Had to, you know, just make ends meet with very, very little anything. So and it a was brand just new little baby. That's so brand scary. new baby. And, you know, then we did the ear infection thing and he kept, you know, getting kicked out of daycare because he'd have a little low grade fever from having an ear infection. And so he'd get kicked out of daycare and I'd have to use my PTO. I remember one year I lost all my PTO by the middle of February because of just him having ear infections. Babies have ear infections. Yeah, Their ears are not tilted the way that they're supposed to. And it literally takes until they're five for their ear canal to like tilt properly so it can drain. And, you know, so everybody has babies and has some sort of ear problems, but he was just had horrible ear problems. So I actually was a horribly impatient, difficult mom. I just existed. I didn't enjoy it. When you got back into lending, did Mm -hmm. you start to feel your energy change as a mom? And slowed me down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It slowed me down a little bit. Like we were back to having some more job security. There was a little bit of increase in wage, but you know, I started kind of redefining who I was and what I wanted to be. And it started like kind of starting to respond to what my gut was saying instead of just reacting to what the very basic needs were of my family. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard. Like you're talking about taking them out of daycare. We don't have the resources set up for people who are getting by where if you only have so much PTO, you only have so much PTO and there's right. nothing you can do. We don't have the system figured out. And it's, I don't know what the answer is, but it's really frustrating. It's really frustrating. And, you know, you absolutely understand where the daycares are coming from, for sure. Like they can't have kids in daycare that have fevers. They're trying to protect the mass population and your kids got a fever of some sort and that's a sign of an infection. And so you've, you got to go. But, you know, I always think it's funny, like instantaneously for us, you know, my husband was working but it was my PTO that we had to use. You know, it was always me that had to stop work and go get it. In fact, funny story. Like I remember the day in February, I woke up in the morning and Rodin had a fever and I went upstairs. My husband was getting ready for work and I'm like, babe, I'm out of PTO. It's on you. I, I, you have to stay here and take care of him because I have to go to work or I'm going to lose my job. How did he respond? He immediately got on the phone and he called his boss. He's like, hey, our kid's sick and my wife is out of PTO because she's taken it every single time. And the guy literally said these exact words to him. He's like, I paid you to work, not pay you to take care of babies. And <gasps> and my husband was oh, like, well, no. he's like, well, my family comes before this job. And so if that's not acceptable to you, then today's then I'm <gasps> quitting. So he literally standing there in our bedroom because he had to ask for one day off to watch our kid because he had an ear infection and couldn't go to daycare. He literally quit his job and there we found ourselves without a job again. So he actually did quit that day. He quit that day. 
That was oh his last gosh, day on a job. Love, he he really you loved his job. Such a good special man. I do. Like yeah. that was a really big moment actually yeah. for you as an entire couple, probably for the rest of your lives that yeah. you will have endless respect for. Oh, endless respect! Like he loved that job. Oh he, my like, gosh. He loved that job and he didn't make a lot of money on it, but he, you know, he loved the job and and it was just a, such a, a real vision of like, why is it okay for me to use every single ounce of my PTO, but you ask you, you ask your day? husband for one day? And, you know, to have that can be completely shut and to be given an ultimatum, like you either show up to work, you know, or stay there and play nursemaid to your kid. It was just total garbage. It was total disgusting. One beautiful thing about that story. We talk so much about women and our sacrifices shows men have to make a lot of sacrifices too. They do. He made the ultimate sacrifice. Like that is such a beautiful sacrifice he did. Mm -hmm. He did it for you. He did it for your son. Yeah. And it's not something he wanted to do. Yeah. He picked us. And I mean, it segued into a better opportunity for him too. And it probably wouldn't have got into a better job after that, that changed our lives. But at that point in time, like that job was his world. And he was working six and a half days a week at that job. It was a ranch job, six and a half days a week. and, And he loved that job, but it just didn't, it didn't work for his new family that he had. Oh, wow. That is such a great story. And just to see where, how low you were, how hard you had to climb out of that and what you've done now. It's so cheesy, but trust me, you can do anything. Oh yeah. And like, you can make it happen. You can be stirring paint at Ace to running a multi-million dollar a year company. Yeah. And you know, I think about it often because I think it's really, really important for you to remember where you came from. And I know you have some humble beginnings too, but for us, like I remember the day that I literally walked everywhere carrying my groceries because I didn't have enough money to like put gas in my truck. So it was like I had a baby and I had a stroller because that, you know, we had got the stroller before everything kind of went to hell. Had a baby, had a stroller and walked everywhere all over to, you know, just get your basic things to go get groceries and all those things because it was 2009 and nobody had a job. It shows where your grit came from. Oh, yeah. It really shows. Oh, yeah. It's really neat. (laughs) I was the opposite. I got into real estate in Uh 2009, like the worst possible time to get into it. But it changed my whole mindset that I am never guaranteed a deal. There is no yellow brick road at the end of this. You have to get every single transaction. It taught me that it can end in a split second. Everything oh, yeah. we worked for could be over. Yeah. So I'm never living like this is going to be forever. Right. And I mean, that's so keep smart. Working. Yeah. It's so smart not to take anything for granted. And I think, you know, as hard as it is to be taken all the way to the bottom, it really does make you appreciate it when it's good, but make you humble. Yeah. Like this is not guaranteed. Just like Does you're your saying. son know your story? Oh yeah. Oh great. Okay, oh yeah. Good. Oh yeah. He knows. And you know, I think that that's cool too. I think... <laughs> You know, right now he's kind of spoiled ass rotten. And, you know, I remind him all the time. I'm like, I'm just going to take away every single thing for you. You're not going to get any allowance. You're going to like <laughs> make you walk home from the school bus. You know, you need to live some harder life so that you can have some appreciation for when it's great. I think a lot of successful people really struggle with that for their kids because they want their kids to struggle well, a little bit too. it was such an easy thing for my parents to tell us like, oh no, you can't have it. We can't afford it. Right. Because it was real. It was real. <laughs> and it's hard to like say, oh, they want this $5 stuffed animal. Right. And just to say no, because, because I said no. It's, yeah. it is a weird, I mean, it's lucky challenge, hard thing to complain about, but I do want to make sure our kids are not growing up spoiled. Spoiled. Yeah. yeah. She because said the cutest thing the other day. She's yeah. like, mom, we're not rich. We're not poor. We're right in the middle, right where you want to be. And I'm like, okay, why do you say that? And she goes, well, we don't have a super large house and we don't have a chandelier in our dining room. Perfect. And I'm like, well, we have a very large house and we have a chandelier in our dining room. Yeah. <laughs> but she, yeah. she doesn't see us as being super wealthy. So mm-hmm. it was, it was sweet. Right. But you know, that's okay. 
That's yeah. okay because it's interpretation. But I do yeah. think that there needs to be some focus on letting these kids struggle a little bit. Yes. You know? So yeah, we were talking about that a little bit. I really truly think the helicopter parenting thing within our society right now, we're just, in my opinion, I think we're watching over our kids too much. I think yeah. they should be allowed to fail. We failed. It made us better. I said, I wanted our kids to get lost in right. my neighborhood. Right. I have a teeny neighborhood. It's all full of cul-de-sacs. Right. I have a friend on every they corner. They all look the same. And, and she knows my phone number. <laughs> I want her to ride her bike around and get lost. I right. think that's great. She'll find her way home. She will. I'm not worried about it. I want her to start playing and building things. She has an engineering class in her school and she, they built an actual tree house. But again, I want her to push the envelope. They have an engineering class in second grade. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? No, we didn't have that. Yeah, I know. Neither did I. We didn't have that. Neither did I. Um. The the lady there that owns the school she's going to, her husband is a PhD in some crazy thing, but he runs the engineering program there once a week. Dear Lord. I know. It's incredible. I feel like such a slacker. So that's the whole thing with being a mom right now. We all feel like slackers. We yeah, all feel like we're not that's doing a good point. Go on Pinterest and you see these moms making these beautiful fruit trays for their lunches. I can barely get them. <laughs> Have you seen box. those cute little lunch boxes things with like all the separate, like little yes. perfect little sandwiches? The little baby sandwiches are all cut in like little triangles and all like they like made like yes. little faces with their vegetables and shit. Like and homemade cookies and crap. Hell no. I'm I walk out the door and I'm like, did you get something? He said, Nope. Okay. Okay, so, good luck. You'll figure it out. Yeah, please. or we hit the coffee shop and there's an Els Bells cookie yeah. for you. There's your breakfast and with a even brevet. The perfect moms that we see or we perceive moms to be perfect. They're not perfect either. They're not. Nobody's perfect. No. We're all figuring it out as we go. And there well, I say there's no handbook, but there's lots of handbooks on being a mom. But we are just going step by step. We can't we predict every day. And it's most amazing thing we've, I've ever done, but it's, it's hard. It's hard. And yeah. you know, it's hard being a boss too. Yes. And you know, there's a lot of books about that too. And I read a ton of books about how to be a good leader and all those things, but you just gotta, you gotta lead with your heart, whether you're leading as a boss or leading as a mom and you just, you gotta lead with your heart and you do know what the right thing is to do. And you just got to pay attention to it. And you know, whatever it is that you think is the right thing to do is the right thing for those babies. Yes. And is the right thing for those people that you're overseeing. And you know, you were given the kids that you were supposed to have. I really, I, really believe that. hundred uh, like, percent. I don't know how that happens. They picked me. I picked yeah. them. Like it was right. meant to be what my kids You were are supposed to, to have yes. those babies and yep. you were supposed to raise them the way that you are raising them I right now. completely agree with that my whole heart. Yeah. And, you know, I think every single parent absolutely does the very best that they can with the tools that they have. Good, bad, and ugly. You know, some people don't have as many tools as others and don't have as good of a background and they just do the best that they can. And, you know, so you as their mama, you're the right mama and you're doing the right thing. And that translates into leadership as well. I agree. You know? Thank you so much for this. This is fun. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today. Tune in next week for another episode of Leading Ladies of Montana Real Estate. 